So this week we're going to learn about education. It's very apropos to the time we're in now because this Torah portion and last week's Torah portion have the two sections of the Shema where we're told to teach the Torah to our children. And also tomorrow night is anniversary, the 75th anniversary of the passing of the Rebbe's father, Lev Yitzchak, who had Mishra's Nefesh to uh, teach Torah in the hard times in uh, Stalin's uh, Russia. There was uh, a Jew who was very uh, blessed, lots of uh, uh, money and influence, and the Rebbe's brother-in-law, he asked this gentleman if he would do him a favor. Do me a favor and uh, help me collect funds for the yeshiva. So this gentleman, he was more of the giving side than the collecting side. He wasn't really interested in helping. So his brother-in-law said, I have a deal. I'll make a deal with you. You help me out and I'll get you an audience with the Rebbe and the Rebbe, and I'll, I'll tell the Rebbe that and the Rebbe will grant any request you have. So that's, he wasn't a foolish person. That sounds like a pretty great opportunity. So he said, okay, I could ask the Rebbe for anything I want. I'm, I'll do fine. What, what, do I need, what do I need to do? Where, do I, where do I sign up? So he does the favor. He helps him out. And okay, I did my part of the bargain. I want to have this audience with the Rebbe. You promised I could ask the Rebbe for anything. Okay. Imagine, you know, you get you get the uh, such a the golden ticket. You can ask for anything you want. So he comes to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe has a sort of smile like, what would you like? And he says he had this ship that he invested in with his friends, and the ship sank, and it's a lot of money, and it's, 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 uh, it's really hard, and he's, he doesn't, he's borrowed money to invest in the ship, and he has to pay. And, and the Rebbe said, when you have an opportunity to ask for a bracha, you have to be intelligent to know what to ask for. So what should you ask for? You should ask for your children. That's, that's the greatest blessing. All other blessings are insignificant. So you right away realize, okay, th- that's what I want. I want a bracha from Chinuch, my children, and the Rebbe gave him a bracha for, for education of children. That's the number one bracha. The number one bracha of all brachas is that our children should be the way they're supposed to be. There has always been an emphasis by the Jewish people to study. People call us the people of the book, right? Because we're always there's an emphasis to to learn. There is a obligation to put tzitzis on a child when they're approaching three years old to make them wear a kippah, to tell them to say brachas. But besides the mitzvah of chinuch of educating a child to do the right thing, there's a biblical obligation to teach the child Torah. Besides getting them used to. Uh, all the mitzvahs, that's a rabbinical obligation. The Chachamim are the ones who instituted this idea of, of getting children used to the rituals of Torah. But the Torah itself says, teach the Torah to your children. So the question is, why is that so important? Why is teaching the most important thing? You would think that to get the children used to keeping the rituals, that they should observe them, they should do them, why is there such an emphasis on, on study? The uh, there is um, a professor in Israel who was interviewed about the this interesting phenomena of is- Israeli and Jewish Nobel Prize winners. Basically, it comes out that uh, 
the Jewish people make up less than a percent of the world population, and yet the about twenty two percent of all Nobel Prize winners were Jewish. So what that means is basically if you if you take a thousand people, put them into a room, chances are that you'll have uh, two of them that are Jewish. And 227, if, if you have a, a thousand of them, no, if you put a thousand Nobel Prize winners in a room, 227 of them will be Jewish. Just to, it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's per capita, that doesn't make any sense. So this professor, Yisrael Uman, he said that it has to do with emphasis of the Jewish people on study. We're always telling Jewish mothers, like Shabbos candles, what do they ask God? Our children should be knowledgeable, they should know the Torah, they should be chacham, they should be, they should be wise. There was a, uh, a a couple that hired this babysitter, and they knew that their child's hard to, uh, to get to fall asleep. And they come back, and they're not know they're not knowing what to expect. Will the baby still be awake? Or won't be awake? They come to the uh, living room, and the baby car- the, the the bassinet is on top of the gemara on the living room table. So the babysitter said, "Well, my father when he comes home." He right away takes out a Gemara and he sits there for two minutes until he falls asleep in the Gemara. So I figure so it works for my dad. I may work, work for the baby. Uh, I wouldn't try it at home. In, in 1840, 1840 in England, they did a, a survey in order to, um, to make your marriage license, uh, your marriage documents to be accepted, you had to sign. But 50% of the people, instead of signing, they would just, you know, X marks a spot. They, they, they didn't know how to sign their name. And by the Jewish people, there never was such, 180 years ago, not such a long time ago. And yet the Jewish people, there was, not, there was never such a time. There was always an emphasis of, of study. And that's how this professor explained uh, why we have so many um, Nobel Prize winners and why we're so educated, because the Jewish people have always emphasized a Jew is someone who studies Torah. Jews are always talking about that. In fact, the Gemara says that there's several questions that a person is asked at the end of their life. Uh, according to one opinion, there's six questions that you're asked, and three of them have to do with Torah study. Did you set times for Torah study? Did you did you uh, delve deeply into the Torah study? Do you try to figure things out in the Torah? There are other questions also, but 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 three out of six are about Torah study. And the question is, why is that so important? Why isn't it enough just to get into the r- rhythm of observing the Torah? Why is study the, the main thing? Especially, it's not something that parents have patience for. You could tell your child, let's go to shul, sit down, and, and say olive base. But not many, so many parents have the patience to sit down with their child and tell them a story and teach them a nigan and to talk to them and to explain to them. And, to, and the question is, why is, that, why is that the thing? Why is that the, the obligation that the Torah says? Not just to get your children to do stuff, not just chinuch in the sense of do practice, but studying and learning with them. The Gemara says that there was a man named Reb And if not for him, the Torah would have been forgotten. Who was this Reb The Gemara says that Reb he planted seeds. And with the seeds, uh, the seeds grew, he planted flax, and he made nets. And with the nets, he caught deer. And with the deer, he made parchment. And on the parchment, he wrote Torahs. He wrote five, five books of the Torah on five different books. And he went to a village, and he told, went over to a child. His child, I'm going to teach you the book of Bereshis. And then taught another child the book of Shemais. And the third child the book of Ayikra. And then he told each child, you know, you, teach, you know Bereshis, teach this Bereshis to the other guy. And that, because of him, the Torah was not forgotten. Because of Rebbe So, 
The Gemara says about him, about him how, uh, uh, astonishing things that doesn't say about anybody else, about his portion of the world to come. Because what was his what was his life about? It was about teaching the Torah. In in the Shema, we say every day, it says, "Teach the Torah to your children," and then it says, "You should put on tefillin." And tefillin is not just one example of the mitzvahs, but first it says Torah study, then it says tefillin. That's in the first section of Shema. In the second section of Shema, it's switched around. First it says tefillin, and then it says Torah study. Why, why does it switch that around? So one of the explanations is, Rabbi Ashkenazi from Garchabadal, he said like this, some parents think, when did you want your children to really learn Torah? When they're young, put them in a good nursery, put them in a good elementary school, and then let them go when they become high school age, become college age, age let, let them go and say whatever they want to study. Let them, let them be. Before they put on film, when they're so little, then teach them Torah. When they grow older, then let them do what they want. It's one perspective. Another perspective is, it doesn't matter what they do at such a young age. But when they, go, they get older and their mind is more developed, then that's when you want them to study in yeshiva. So, so the Torah tells us both perspectives are, are off. There's no age for when to start teaching a child, and there's no, and there's no limit to when... There's an advantage of when a child is younger, the quality, the attachment that you give the child to Torah can't be captured later on. It's only when the child is so young can you, as the Rebbe says, a child is like, it's like a, a person is like a tree, and the child is like a seed, and the tiniest change in the seed affects the whole way the tree will grow, and how the child's, and the, how that child will treat his own children, how that tree will grow up, and, and the fruit that will come out of that tree. So, so the, uh, so the, the, in regards to quality, the great, the, the, you have the most impact on the child when they're younger, on the other hand, in quantity, when the child grows older and his mind develops, that's when, that's when he can really absorb so, so much more Torah in, in a deeper way. So it's, the Torah tells us, Torah begins before Tzvillin, when they're very young, and Torah continues after Tzvillin. Don't think that there's a certain age to teach the child Torah. There's an interesting uh, nuance in the way the Torah presents the mitzvah of, of teaching Torah. The Torah says, teach them to your children, then it says, study Torah yourself. Why does it say it like that? Teach it, first it should say, you have to study Torah. Not only should you study Torah, you should teach it to your children. Well, it doesn't say it that way. It says, teach it to your children, and you should also study Torah. Why does it present it that way? Why is it presented that way? Because the only way to, how do you, how do you become, how do you teach someone to be a gentleman? Sure. To be a gentleman. If you're a gentleman, they, they'll, 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 they come to be a gentleman. If, if uh, you go to your child and you tell your child A, B, and C, that they're not going to hear you. They learn from what you do. You, t- you tell your child that you have to be honest. Honesty is so important. And then you take them to Disneyland. Tell them that you're nine years old. Because 10 years old, the prices are, are $30 more. So you've, you've, you've lost the whole, uh, the whole education in, the, in those $30. You spend a few thousand dollars and put them in, into Jewish school. And then you've lost it in the $30 that you, that you got off of Disneyland, Disneyland tickets. So in order to teach a child Torah, in order that a child should want to learn Torah, it's by the by, by the parents exemplifying that they themselves love Torah. They they, they learn Torah themselves. The child sees, oh, Torah is important. It's not by what you children don't don't um, necessarily hear us when we tell them anything. You ever notice in in um, Charlie Brown the cartoons? Remember the adults are speaking. How, how, how do the adults sound? You ever, why? Because because children can't hear adults talking. It's just, it's just, it's just uh, there's 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 a. Uh, so what, how do the child? How does a child learn? So Torah says, "Vishnantan levanacha." When you study Torah yourself, 
That's how your child will. You want to know how to, you know how to teach your child? Then you should speak about the Torah. When should you speak about the Torah? When you're at home, when you're going on the road. When, you, when the child sees that that's what you're doing, that's how you'll impact the child. But the similar thing about the mother of Shimshon, mother of Samson. Torah says that God told um, Hanoch, um, um, uh, he, he told the parents of, of Shimshon that they should make sure the child should be a Nazir. He should not drink wine, he should not become impure. And then God told his mother, Shimshon's mother, you should not drink wine. Why shouldn't she drink wine? She wasn't a Nazir. Because in order for Shimshon not to drink wine, it starts with his mother. She had to do the same thing for that to, to happen to the child. But again, the question is, why is knowledge so important? Observance is the main thing, it would seem. In the um, American Jewish University, in the, when it first uh, began, they used to have the 75 students who come from all over America to, uh, to, to, to the AJU in the summer, and to uh, best students, they would bring them here, Jewish students, so they would become hoping that they would learn to be Jewish leaders. And they used to invite Rabbi Kunin to uh, to speak to them. There was a, what, usually they, they would they would put him at the end. You know, after all other important people would come and speak, then let's get the Hasidic guy to say something too. But one year they had all these liberal students. So the dean of the of the AJU called Rabbi Kunin and says, "You got to come here and you got to start. You got to got to break the ice." Akunin comes to the dining room and he starts off with teaching the students Kol Bayar. You know Kol Bayar, the Nigan of the Shbol Zayda. Shbol Zayda, his famous Nigan, is that uh, a father's lost in, in the, in the a, um, there's a voice in the forest. Uh, my children, what's the voice in the forest? A father's looking for his children. So during this whole, uh, during this Nigan, one of the boys ran out. And this boy was the most antagonistic and the most uh, spoke in the most heretical way the whole time. And this guy was out. He ran, he ran outside. He's all emotional. What happened? This boy, his Zayda, had taught him this nigan, and he told him this nigan will be useful for you. Never forget this nigan. And he always wanted to remember this nigan, but no one knew the nigan. And then in that lunchroom that day, he heard the nigan. There's something that you get from observance. But then uh, the goal of a child of, a, of, a, of education is to light up the child. What does it mean light up the child? The child should love the Yiddish guy. That it, it should be something that they, that they want, that it's something that, 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 that nourishes them, that they appreciate. We, we forget what chinuch is about because we're so busy with life and we do this, do this, do that. So you have no time to like focus on, on the child and what, 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 what we're trying to give the child. It's not about the child should do something. You want the, what, what's chinuch mean? Chinuch means that the child should have pride in being Jewish, that they shall love Torah, they shall love mitzvahs, it should be something that they have respect for, and they have pride, uh, and they have a feeling for, that's what education means, it's not about they should do stuff, it's about, education means you want the kid, not that they should, they, why is the kid going to shul? Because Tati wants him to go to shul, what, what have you accomplished? So when Tati's not there, she's not going to go to shul, that's not, what does the Torah say? Educate the child, so even when he gets older, he won't leave the path. How do you educate him? It's interesting. The Torah talks about the inauguration of the ta- of the altar. What does the Torah say? Each of the leaders of the tribes had to give a gift to God. The word for inauguration is the same as the word for education. Chinuch is also the word used for 
denigrating the temple and for teaching children. So the Torah is telling us, the Alter Rebbe says, education has to do with gifts. The child learns Torah, you give them a gift. The child learns Torah, you show them more love. The child's learning Torah, wow, my child's learning Torah, this is so exciting. That's, that's what we're, that's the, what education really means. Education is a, it, it's not, it's not about them knowing stuff. It's about them feeling stuff. It's about them, them feeling this is, this is valuable to me. I want this. That's what you're trying to do. You're not trying to get to do stuff. You're trying to get them to be someone. There, we know Aramavinu recognized Hashem when he was how old? Anybody know? Three. But the Rambam, actually, it's, the, it's in today's uh, uh, section of, of uh, the regimen of three chapters a day of Rambam, the, the Rambam writes that Avramavinu recognized Hashem at the age of 40. And the Ravid asked a question, the Rambam, everybody knows that Avram recognized Hashem at the age of three. Why are you saying 40? In fact, the word, it says in the Torah, Ekev, Avram recognized Hashem, Ekev. Ekev means the heel of Avram, or recognized Hashem, which the word heel is equal to 172. Avram recognized Hashem for 172 out of 175 years of his life, so why are you saying 40? So the Rebbe once explained, yeah, Avram recognized Hashem at the age of three. But this recognition he had of Hashem, was it him or was it something that he just did? Was it part of him? So at the age of 40, the recognition he had at three became, became him, became, became one with him. It started at three, but it, it developed. So what direction are our kids going? Are they going closer to it or, or farther from it? You may get the kid, when you win the battle, and the kid will say the bracha. You may win the battle, and the kid will daven. But are you winning the war? Are you capturing his heart? Or are you just getting him to do something? It says in the Mara that, um, that uh, those who are knowledgeable in Torah, those who are Tamil Chachamim, the fire of hell cannot touch them because they are, uh, their, 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 body, their body is fire, their body is Torah. And then the Talmud says, and also those who are not knowledgeable in Torah, they also will not be affected by the fire of Gehenim. Why? Because even those who were the greatest, greatest sinners of Israel are full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate. So the Rebbe asks, why two analogies? By the, the, by the wise men we say their, their body is fire. And by the uh, ignorant people, the, 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 the Talmud says, they're full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate. Why do we switch analogies? Why don't we say their body is fire too? Because they do so many, so many mitzvahs. And the answer is, if you're ignorant... So then you're like the pomegranate, where there's seeds, and then there's a pomegranate. It's not you. You may do a lot of things, but is it you identify with it? Mitzvahs are things that you do, but is it, how, is it yourself? Is it how you think? Is it how you feel? Or is it some, just something that you're, you're doing? By educating someone, by giving them knowledge, by, there's a Jewish custom. The Jewish custom is that when a mother needs to, never said this, that when a mother needs to uh, edu- entertain her child, instead of... Uh, uh, taking out uh, bingo and uh, the hokey pokey and uh, wh- wh- whatever it may be, a Jewish mother tells a child the story of Torah. That, 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 that why? Because the mother wants to fill the child up with something good. By the way, just a plug for this website I just found called JewishBedtimeStories.com. Great stories. Also, someone from Worcester, of course. Mm-hmm. Where all wisdom comes from, from Worcester. Anyway, so. Uh, it's just fantastic. You have great, great stories from all all subjects from Zalman Phillips. Anyway, so so that's what the Torah is telling us. Um, 
by uh, by saying that the, the Torah scholars, their body is fire. Because they have knowledge, it makes it, the Torah is them, as opposed to someone may do a lot of mitzvahs, but it's not them. And uh, that's that's what education means, to give it to the child, to make the child have ownership of it, and to make him, to make him excited about it, to, so, that, so that it's their own thing. Not just that there's something that they do, but something that they that they are. Um, that's all I wanted to share tonight. Any questions, comments, criticism, tomatoes? Uh, thank you for the Bethlehem Stories website. Sure. Yeah. Sure, you found it already? What else? It's hard as a mom to make study ritual. At some point, they're the same thing. You have to do it every day, so it becomes a ritual. There's the spirit well, and the... Let's talk about the child first. What are you trying to give the child? You want, you, you, the, 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 you want them to see you do it every single day. Right, they want them to see you do it, but because you want the child to love. It, it, that, that, um, that bridge that you want the child to cross is that it should become something that they love. That's why it's a Jewish custom always. Jewish mothers, what do they do? They sing to their children. I think their children are tears of best merchandise. The Rebbe says that this custom of singing to a child, it gives the child something that 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 uh, you cannot give with with a knowledge with with. It, you're giving them something deep, deeper. You're giving them a, a love for a tera. It's it's it's, a, it's you're changing their, their their the fiber of their being. You're hypnotizing them. You're 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 touching them in a very deep way. So th- there is there is getting them to do things. But what you're trying to do is trying to reach their neshama. You're trying to reach. You're trying to fill them with goodness. Okay, Hazaka Baruch.